and welcome, or welcome back. It's Trucking Answers, the podcast where you only have to listen to me through your ear hole. I don't come to you through any of your other holes, unlike weekends at the manhole. So that is pretty awesome. People love that. We are here, uh, you know, regularly a couple times, a couple times a week. We're going to say I'm here with my co-host Gracie today, who's staring at me won't jump up here i don't understand it so i'm sure she has something to say she will jump in as necessary she is orange by the way fun fact most orange cats are males over 80 percent of them are males but she's not so i don't know what that means necessarily probably nothing i just think it's a fun fact about cats it's cat fact day apparently on trucking answers today we're going to have some trucking news we're going to have some automotive news and in the third half of the show we're going to have a reason why we do not live on mars Do you know why we don't live on Mars? Well, I'll tell you. Because we have a bunch of dumb, stupid people that we have to use our taxpayer money to buy dried cheese sandwiches for and house because they're idiots. And so all that money goes to them. I can't live on Mars. I hear it's a great place. There was a documentary Don Schwarzenegger starred in. You might have seen it. And uh, apparently they have, you know, you know work. There's jobs available there and stuff like that. I can't recall what other things they have there uh, in total, but uh, there are some other things going on there. So that's what we'll have in the third half of the show as we get to that. So here we go. I want to say that more people listen to the Tuesday show than the Friday show. Uh, What? Yeah. What, Gracie? Really? Yeah, I know it doesn't always come out on Tuesday. I know it doesn't always come out on Tuesday, Friday. I had a lot of stuff to do lately. We got a lot of changes going on, stuff happening. Mid-America truck shows coming up here at the end of March. Uh, Really? Really? I know you were available. You're always available. Okay, so I get it. Uh, Boy, everybody's a critic, I tell you. So more people listen on Tuesday than Friday night. I personally don't understand it, to be honest with you. When I subscribe to a podcast... um, so like click and clack right car talk i just have it set up to download the podcast so whenever they come out which is two a week now it just gets downloaded and as i get time to listen it gets in the queue i set it up on a queue i use google podcasts uh you know it has an app and uh you can use any podcast you want of course wherever you're listening to this which most people listen on a mobile and then when i get time i set them up before i leave a place i set up podcasts because i go all right i'm gonna be driving for this long so i'm gonna set up this amount of podcasts i just start them and then get driving and i don't have to mess with anything because of course messing with your phone or a device can get you a ticket that's not great we don't want to have that kind of ticket expensive so and it just plays them through until the end of them and so that's how i do it and i don't know but uh, maybe Tuesday's more interesting of a podcast to people. No idea. It doesn't say why. Just thought it was pretty interesting. Hey, this trucker convoy. All right, let's talk about this. We talked about this on the award-winning live show that goes every Monday at 1230 uh, Daylight Savings Time now. Huh, Eastern Time on the YouTubes. So head over there. That's where all this fun and frivolity got started about four and a half years ago. We're live there for a couple of hours every week, talking to everybody, getting opinions, seeing what's happening. Now, apparently, the trucker convoy said enough of just driving around the Beltway. I didn't even know they were still around, right? We are talking about this yesterday. Uh, but, yes, they went right into D.C. Here's a, here's some of the issues that we have with this. All right, They were clogging up streets, honking their horns, all right, and uh, just in general being uh, a problem. And I don't I know if you saw this on the news. And this is a real problem, all right? So so some person, one of the drivers of the convoy, got cut off by a car. What a surprise. And he went out and started punching the car's 
passenger window apparently and broke the window. It's on video. Somebody has a videotape of it. Come on. All right. That is not a good look. I'd boot that guy to the convoy. That's what I would have done. All right. I'd say this. We do not want this. You're no. You're not welcome here. That's what they should have said immediately and apologize. And really, the convoy should take all some of that millions of dollars they got and pay that person's window. That's how I would have handled it. Okay. And that person, gone. That's how I'd do it. But uh, I'm not running that convoy, so I wouldn't have you know do that kind of thing. And like I said, when <clears throat> when uh, Black Smoke Matters was holding traffic up and honking their horns up, what did I say about that? Don't do that. Same thing here. Do not do that. Okay. Very consistent here. We're not out blocking traffic because here again, just like them, in this instance, we're we're inconveniencing at the least and aggravating at you know the worst people that really can't help you and those are the people that are going to be super mad at what you're doing okay that's a real problem the people in their cars trying to get to their government jobs probably okay there's a lot of other jobs the people in their cars what are they supposed to do for you oh well mark if we hold them up then they'll they'll what okay as we talked about yesterday on the show we find out that the convoy's goal uh, is to they're not leaving until all COVID-19 mandates are ended in the United States all right so what I would ask them what a, some news person should ask them which they don't I don't which I'm surprised about what mandates are holding you up currently from doing your job that's what I would ask or living your life really I suppose there's some municipalities that still have mask mandates I don't know of any uh, right now uh, and somebody wrote to me and said, well, Mark, you know, if you ride the train or a bus, you have to still wear a mask. Okay. Or a plane. Okay. Agree. That doesn't stop you from doing your job as a truck driver. Certainly. Um, some local business may have a mask or vaccine mandate um, as a private business, which is certainly allowed. And I would support them. You know, I may not go there or whatever, but it's certainly their right to do that. They can, I, in my opinion, they should be able to re refuse service to anyone for any reason much less that reason where if you want to come through my door you wear a mask there should be a sign if you don't you can't come in okay simple you want to come in the gate you have to wear a mask and be vaccinated fine whatever but uh, what since they're protesting at the government what government mandate is holding them up from moving freight cross border how many of them are crossing the border <laughs> ted cruz i don't know if you saw this Ted Cruz went out for a ride with these guys when they run around the Beltway the other just a couple of days ago, and there's a picture of him, basically from somebody in the sleeper taking the picture forward, uh, and someone in the sleeper then not properly restrained, which is a violation. But uh, okay, okay, because <laughs> they're sitting up, they would have to be underneath that netting, and the truck that he was in. All right, number one, it was a low roof, so okay, the roof's right over your head, even though it's a sleeper. Did you see the fans in that truck? You drivers, you drivers, it sounds like Rushbow. You drivers that are have not been driving that long never experienced the wonderfulness, and this is true, of metal fans attached near the windshield of the truck. All right, I had many trucks early in my career that had these metal fans. They were very common. They were either attached to the dashboard on some trucks or the which would be the ceiling really <clears throat> of other trucks like they were in this truck and they're mounted near the center of the windshield one or two this truck had two they turn and you could turn them on individually just a little switch on them and they are very powerful and what they're really for is defrosting the windshield they work great great 
I love using them. And the other thing, in the summer, you can turn them and face you. And not only do you get the blast from the wind or whatever outside, but these things blast wind at you. They are awesome. And this truck, though, had these two metal fans. And they were all beat up. It wasn't as if they were just installed. They look like they've been used for years. The truck, I don't know how old it was. It was only shown from the inside where you couldn't even really see the dashboard. It has to be old. I haven't seen those fans in I don't know how long. Does anybody still have a... Does anybody have like a newer truck where the fans were factory installed fans? I haven't seen them. I wish, I wish they still had them because they work really, really good. They circulate the air. They keep the windshield super clear no matter how humid it is. Uh, no matter, even if you don't have your air working or whatever, they keep the windshield clear. I love them. But I thought, holy mackerel. These are the kind of trucks. There was a picture of a what looked like an old Schneider cab over. Remember those flat-nosed international? Schneider had a lot of them. Other companies had them. Somebody's running one of those around out in this, uh, you know, in the protests and stuff. So, what, Gracie? Oh, yeah, I know. I wouldn't run the fans while you're sleeping. They'd wake you up. Yes, I understand that. We'd keep it quiet for one of your many naps. Okay, so exactly. Here's the thing. The, the, the con I get it, Gracie. Okay. The convoy has asked for a permit for a protest, basically, on the National Mall. And they've been denied. Denied, apparently, for the last couple of weeks. I want to read this to you from 1789. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or bridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievance. What do you think about that? I mean, people have a right to come together to protest. It's just as simple as that, right? Okay, so no problem. The right of the people to peaceably assemble. You don't need a permit to peaceably assemble. You just need to show up there. That's my opinion. I'm not an attorney. I don't know if people know that. But to me, right, first, everybody has a First Amendment right to go yell at the government if they want to. All right? You can pretty much go down there and yell at them. You don't need a permit. You don't need to beg the government to ask you to come down. They need to work with, like, an ACLU or somebody to get them out there because permit, not necessary. Go yell at the government. But this... This thing of, oh, and one of these trucks, too. Here, I saw pictures of these trucks again. This aggravates me to no end. These flags on the back of day cabs. Well, not day cabs. The back of bobtails, okay? And they're attached to the metal bar that holds your cords up, right? And they're flapping around. They're filthy, torn up, uh, ridiculous. Take them off of there. It is disrespectful. Okay, you do not fly a filthy, torn up flag. It's disrespectful. Now, there was a flatbed that had a flag on the flatbed that looked good, clean on a pole. No problem. Right. But flying them back there as soon as they are dirty, torn. Okay. And they need to be repaired when clean. Throw the thing in the washer and clean it up. Okay. It looks terrible. It looks terrible. And it isn't respectful to fly a flag with a bunch of rips in it that's all filthy. You think, oh, I'm an American. Look at me. I have a flag that's filthy. Clean it, okay? And maybe take a shower yourself, probably. But some something like that really, really aggravates me. I'm the person that writes to businesses 
when I see a flag that is torn or not lit at night, and I cannot tell you the times that businesses write back and go, oh, we're sorry, we didn't realize or I didn't know, you know, that, and they fix it. And I'll go back by there and the flag's fixed. Okay, so do not fly a flag that you are not respecting. Clean, no rips, okay, and it hangs freely unless it is like a sticker or something like that. But a flag that is there, you, can't, you don't tie the flag up on there with itself. You do not tie it around your neck like a cape, okay? You do not wear the flag as a garment. It doesn't drape over you like that's very disrespectful. It has to hang free, and it, that kind of thing bothers me to no end. People who talk about, we're here for your freedom. Well, then, you know what? Respect the flag. That's the first thing you can do is respect the flag or you don't speak for me. So uh, that's where we are on that. That's what, that's what I say. Well, and some other interesting news one of the my favorite companies in the world, Stevens Transport, is in the news. Have you ever heard of them? I've heard of them. They won't talk to me. Maybe we'll talk to them at the truck show, which is March 24, 25, 26. Yes, I said it again. All right. So they have to settle another lawsuit. Isn't that something? You know who settles all these lawsuits? These big mega carriers, and they mostly all stink. Do not go to work for them. Okay, so there I said it. So now they have to pay this one seventy five thousand, but to one person and do some other things with their company. Uh, and they're settling this, and of course not, uh, you know, admitting any fault at all. So we're just going to say that here they didn't do anything wrong. They just paid money for absolutely no reason. All right, and you just go figure that out yourself on why that might be. So a driver contacted them. I don't know why to go ask for a job and they uh, brought him in for an interview. They're like, oh yeah, where do you see yourself in 10 years? What's your long-term goal? Probably stupid crap, stuff like that. Anyways, and apparently he had a gap in his employment. All right, and it was reflected on his resume. Who has a resume for truck driving? Anyways, uh, he said, look, he had to take some medical leave. We're working at a previous job because he had hypertension, he got medicine and bingo bongo, Bob's your uncle, he's fine. So he could pass any physical now, you know, and they go, oh, yeah, uh, you're not. Thank you, but no thank you. Guess what? That's illegal. Okay. The EEOC, which is who have eventually sued Stevens uh, because Stevens wouldn't change anything. So then that's what happens. The EEOC sends a letter and they're like, forget bent. And so then they have to sue him. All right. And they say that they violated the Americans with Disabilities Act, which protects employees employees from discrimination based on their disabilities and limits the the employer's ability to make disability related inquiries. All right. They are not allowed to ask a job applicant questions about prior medical leave or health conditions before a job offer is made. They can't do it. It's right here in writing, said Alexa Lang, who is an actual attorney from the EEOC's Dallas office. The mere fact that someone may have used medical leave when on a, when with a prior employer is not an appropriate criteria to use to determining whether that you can hire them. So if this has ever happened to you at a company, they are not allowed to do it. Seek EEOC uh, assistance in this. Now, for Stevens' part, they go, well, look, you know, well, you know, whatever we're going to do, that's all right. So what Stevens has to do now, they also have to do training. <clears throat> all their recruiters have to be retrained. Now, let's see here. Uh, the recruiter told the applicant to be hired. 
they said, well, look, we're not going to hire you because you used medical leave. Okay, they can't do that. All right, they cannot do that. Okay, so besides the money, which they got to pay, they also have to provide annual training to every employee in corporate recruiting, and, and which the EEOC will monitor, and they covers the requirements of the ADA as well as their procedure reporting complaints. It will include specific discussions about legal and disability-related questions at each stage of the hiring process. Okay, so they have to retrain everybody under EEOC guidance for three years, a consent decree, right, three years. And uh, that's what's going on at Stevens. What a surprise that Stevens is uh, not following proper regulations, although they would say they uh, are not convicted of anything. So that's what we will go with. But they do have to pay this money and retrain Oh, everybody at the corporate level so pretty nice couldn't happen to a nicer place maybe we'll ask them about that at the truck show too hey how's that eeoc uh uh three-year consent decree going let's see if the recruiters there oh you know that'd be great somebody should go to the stevens booth there and talk about some kind of prior medical thing and see what the recruiter says about it oh my god wear a recorder because kentucky is a single party consent state so record it. Oh, my gosh. That would be too awesome, wouldn't it? If somebody did that, that'd be awesome. I don't know if you know. Single-party consent states, of which most states are, you can record a conversation as long as one of the parties agrees to the recording. And that would be you, of course. Kentucky is one of those states. Isn't that amazing? They are a single-party consent state. Now, I'm not an attorney, so I'm not giving you any kind of legal advice. You should certainly seek an attorney if you want legal advice on this. But... Um, you know, if you wonder about single-party consent, Kentucky is one of them. Look it up. So now I find this uh, humorous in the automotive field. There's a huge article here lately about people who are paying more than sticker price for a car. It used to be very rare, just like certain cars. Every once in a while, the dealer would tack money on. Um, some dealers, like I show here in some of my videos, will add a pinstripe and all that's actually raising the price that pinstripe costs $17 or so for the dealer to have done and they charge $199 for it or whatever even so so right now there'll be like market adjustment on a lot of cars it turns out like 80% of people I think it was 80.2% of people that bought a car in the last three months paid over sticker price for the car MSRP <clears throat> in 2020 that was 0.3% <laughs> okay so that's how that has changed and they're talking about how bad this is and that people are getting taken advantage of. Is the dealer being taken advantage of if you pay under sticker? That's what I ask you. That's what people are used to doing, negotiating. Here's sticker, 30000 and you paid 26000 Are you taking advantage of the dealer then? People say, well, no, I'm just getting the best deal I can. Here's the thing. This is just like the gas price. MSRP is the manufacturer's suggested retail price. Okay, that's just a suggested price. People can sell a product for whatever they want to sell it for, and you can either buy it or not buy it. Now, it's ironic when the dealer is flooded with cars and begging you to take a car, you got all these rebates and stuff, everybody thinks that's great. But now that there's no cars and the basically the shoe's on the other foot, people are all horrified at it. That's not how it works in this country. See, this is part of the free market that people don't like when it's free on the other side. They only want it free for them. If the car stickers at 30 and there's a market adjustment of 7,000, oh, let's see, the good one, an actual one. Okay, so I saw Versa, okay, a base Versa was 19.95, and they had a $7,500 market adjustment on the car. That's huge, right? It's 15%. 
what, 70% of price, whatever, 20%, 18, what, 130%, I'm not sure I went to public school. That is a lot, okay, that's a lot. And uh, people were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they would do that to people. Nobody's doing anything to anybody, all right? You don't have to buy the car there, by the way, just so you know, you can go somewhere else and buy a car. People seem averse to go anywhere to buy a car. Consider this, you could, what if you could save what if instead of paying the 7500 there was a dealer that was selling it at sticker? You just had to buy it at sticker price, but it was 1,000 miles away. Is it worth it? Yeah, either get a ride there or take a flight. What I would tell you is take a flight for a couple hundred dollars, hop a plane, get off their Uber over to the place, and drive the car back, all right, and save that money. You can do that. It is possible to do that kind of stuff. So uh, the thing about this over sticker, though, nobody's really paying over sticker. The price is whatever the price is, all right? For example, going to trade your car in, now you get, it turns out you get a lot more money for it than you would have got, say, two years ago, probably. The car, your used car has probably increased in value, uh, incredibly. They said used car prices are up around 60% in the last couple of years. So the price of your trade, way better, right? Now's the time, really, to trade in a car if you don't need it, uh, you know, sell a car and not buy another car. That's, this is the perfect time to do that. But nobody's being taken advantage of by the dealer who puts a market adjustment on there because when there are not enough cars and people want them, the price of it goes up just like everything else. Just like here in Indiana, they said, well, we're going to do an investigation about the gas prices, uh, you know, to make sure nobody's being gouged. Well, I'll tell you right now, nobody's being gouged. You do not have a right to gasoline at any certain price, just like you don't have a right to a Nissan Versa at any certain price. Whatever the price is, you're welcome to purchase it at that price. If you do not want to purchase it at that price, you do not have to. But you can't go to the government and say, listen, this is way too much. I can't afford it. That is not the government's problem. Okay, and that seems kind of harsh, but it is true. If there's a price up on the gas pump and you don't have the money for it, you don't get to buy gas. Is that terrible? It is kind of terrible. You may have to take the bus, of which you'd have to wear a mask, or you may have to find some kind of alternative transportation. Perhaps you could carpool. You could get a better job. You could uh, do many different things, <clears throat> but lowering the gas price is not one of the things that you can do because you don't have a right to gas at all. I looked through my pocket constitution and there was no right to it. And certainly also in there, there's no right to a car at a certain price. <clears throat> so a dealer can say, all right, this Versa is now $80,000. They could stick that on there. No, I got no problem with that, by the way. I have no problem with it. And you, you then decide, do I want to buy a car that has crank windows for $80,000. Okay, maybe I do. Or do I want to maybe look around, expand my search, you know, auto trader and, you know, put in the entire country and look around and see what you can find. There are dealers selling cars at or close to sticker. So if the dealer near you is way over, well, then you may want to go to a different dealer. Yes, I do always say, look, I like buying from the dealer locally because I like them to know that I'm buying there and I think you get a little bit better service. Here you do get a discount on services and other little things that you get for being a customer. But in this case, if they're going to be way over, and I would tell them, look, you're so far over, I can go save 6000 bucks by buying a $200 plane ticket and going across the state line and buying the car. You know, So what do we want to do? They may say go. that They're going to sell it at that price. And so that's their business. And then you may have problems with service. You'll have to get you know Nissan involved. I don't know if that would happen or not because they'd still be required to service the car under warranty. And I'd say, do you want to only service the car under warranty or do you want the purchase price? What do we want to do here? Because at some point it's just ridiculous. But you don't have a right to that car at a certain price. Oh, 
government. You, you have to go tell them to stop doing that. No. Any store, all the prices, I just find <laughs> the cat food, right, is way up. What, should I be able to go to Meyer and say, hey, wait a minute here now. Uh, the cat, yeah, I, Gracie, I bought the food, okay? I gave you, you have plenty of food here. I got it. It was just more expensive. It's okay, okay? You're worth it. I'm going to keep getting cat food. Don't worry about that. She was a little concerned there wasn't going to be cat food. Okay, so we can't have that. But uh, stuff like that that goes up. I don't get to go back to the store and say, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute here now. I have a right to this at the price I used to pay for it. No, you don't. You don't have the right to it at any certain price, a car, gas, cat food, or anything else. So that's the beauty of the free enterprise system. And I know somebody's going to write to me, well, Mark, because of these seven factors is why gasoline costs so much more. I get it. You still don't have a right to it. Regardless of any of that, you, no one can show me we have a right to it at a certain price price any certain price no matter if that price is a dollar five dollars fifty dollars it doesn't matter people independent stations should be able to sell it for whatever price they can sell it for and get that's why around town there are different prices right so we're about 419 here today in a beautiful lafayette indiana uh so it's the 15th of march so that's where we are today but uh, there's some 429 still and probably some a little less i go to stations that are 100 percent gasoline no corn in it right we eat corn we don't use it for gas and that are top tier gas stations so it has to be both of those things because that's better for your car look up toptier.com right and go under go learn about that uh that is way better for your car and no gas because no uh, corn in it corn ethanol has less energy per volume and so which we talked about the e85 thing even a five percent blend gets you less distance it isn't worth getting corn gas you want 100 percent gas if it's available wherever you are worth going to go get 100 percent gas for your car that's how we do it here but don't go griping that you have a right to gas or these car prices are high well okay they're high don't buy a car I mean, it's always, as they say on uh, Car Talk, right, it is always cheaper to fix your car, which is, I've always thought the cheapest way to own a car would be to buy a, a new or maybe one or two-year-old car, keep it 15 years, okay, if you drove the average miles, you'd have around 300,000, 250 to 300,000 on it, 15, 20 years at that time, rebuild it, okay, new engine, new seats, upgrade the radio, uh, you know, all that stuff, maybe paint it, put $10,000 in the car at that point, keep it another 20 years or another 15, 20 years. Now we have 600000 on this car. We get rid of it and you get another car and that's it. You've bought two cars your whole life and spent, that's probably the least way to spend money. Nobody's going to do that. All right. No, absolutely. No one is going to do that. But I think that's a way to do a car that would be the lowest price for people to do. As we enter the third half of the show, we take ourselves over to Vancouver. Beautiful city over there somewhere. All right, I don't know. I went to public school. I don't know where it is. So this dude's living in a cinder block basement apartment. And he's got a card table opened up, but it's got a wonky leg on it. So it's all kind of weird shaped and his TV keeps falling off of it. So he can't watch his Sally Jesse Raphael show that he watches every day. And he's sitting around thinking, man, you know what? I need money. That's what these dudes always need. They always need some money. They always have a girlfriend, though. Isn't that something? Yeah. Hey, ladies, stop dating dudes that don't have any money. All right. So that's Mark's advice for the day. <clears throat> so he says, you know, you know what I got? I got a couple dollars on me. I think that's enough. So what he does is he grabs a knife because <laughs> why wouldn't you grab a knife? I mean, <laughs> 
everybody takes a kitchen knife with them, uh, you know, out there, you know, they're cutting knife, uh, like cutting crew who just died in your arms tonight. And he heads over to the bank and he turns out, gets some money from the cashier. The thing about it is, though, is he doesn't have an account at this bank because he's a loser, <laughs> loser. And uh, but he makes a withdrawal anyway. Well, they have this little button thing. So they press the button, right, which alerts the cops and the cops head over there. And just almost when he's leaving, right, the cops get there. They're just just behind him. <clears throat> I guess there was somebody right around the corner or something. There was a poutine donut shop around the corner. I don't know. And they go inside and go, hey, all right, what's going on here? All right, everybody calm down. What's happening? <clears throat> Just the facts. And they go, uh, let me see the videotape. So they look at the tape. They turns out there are video cameras everywhere. So they follow, watch this guy leave. What does he do? He gets on the bus. That's what his $2 is for, to take the bus. So he gets on like the transit system and just gets on the bus holding a bag of money from the bank, which I'm sure is not unusual. I mean, you see this all the time, these big sacks of money. He's holding this sack and uh, gets on the bus and just heads and sits down. Well, <laughs> the cops <clears throat> go. It turns out you can catch a bus easily, especially if it's not trying to run from you, if it's not being driven by Keanu Reeves. And you, they pull the bus over and walk in there and arrest this guy with the knife and a bag of money. Look, if you were going to rob a bank, all right, now, I don't know. I've never robbed a bank, okay? I don't. I have not done that. But it just seems to me, just from like com some kind of common sense, right, Gracie? That if you're going to rob a bank, have a getaway vehicle set up and not the bus. I mean, I mean, it's so good that the bus was there. He must have timed this out. Like, he's got the bus schedule. Or like, here they have an app so you can follow the bus around. So he's like, hurry up, the bus is coming. Uh, I can't, that would have been funny if he said that, which was not on the tape. But he comes out, just gets on the bus and, uh, you know, pays and sits down like, oh, I'll take a can I have a transfer, please. So just ridiculous. All right. Number one thing, getaway car cannot be the bus, cannot be public transit. You need your own wheels. You know, maybe your girlfriend to do it. That happens a lot. You can uh, find a friend. You can call an Uber. Uh, you know, although with the gas prices, I don't know how fast they would take you away from the scene. You know, picked up in a Prius Prime. That's not the best car to get away with. But either way, look, public transport, not a great way, not a great way to leave. I'm surprised the bus driver didn't say anything, although I guess, you know, what's he going to say? Where's that bag of money? I'm sure he's busy uh, doing whatever bus drivers do, eat their lunch and think about their wife, Alice, at home. I don't know. Moral of the story, do not take public transport if you are robbing a bank, whether it's in Canada or a regular country. So that's the story for the day. Be sure to come down to the truck show. I'll be announcing this every time. Let me know if there's any questions you want me to ask companies. If you're not going to be there, if you are going to be there by the Monday live show coming up on YouTube, uh, I will announce where I'll be on Friday. I still got to look at the map and see where I'll be Friday, 2 p.m., of course. And then after uh, my talk on Saturday, I'll be there. So you can just see me there. Please come up and say hello. Uh, because I don't know what you look like. So I don't know who everybody is. I can't just introduce myself to everybody. There's 80,000 people there, and I'll seem like a weird creepo. So say hello. Tell me who you are on the show, and I'd love to meet everybody. All right? So that's going to be a lot of fun. Remember, live show, 12.30 p.m., Daylight Savings Time, Eastern, on YouTube. There'll be a show this coming Monday. 
of which we will have many things to talk about. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast and uh, just in general being great here. That's how we do things. I can't do it without you. So we will see you on the next podcast. Yes, Gracie, they are the wind beneath my wings.